this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ladies and gentlemen, to an emergency edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazney Lambray, joined as always by my comrade, Nando Vila. Um, Nando, what's up, man? How's it going, man? As you guys probably already know, um, we're doing this podcast because Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg of Brooklyn, New York, (laughs) passed away yesterday. Uh, man, she, <laughs> she was born in, uh, hold on, make sure I'm getting this right. She was 80, 87 years old, 87 years old, yeah. 87 years old. She had been she battling born, cancer, years. battling cancer. She was born March 15, 1933. Uh, she was appointed by Bill Clinton to the Supreme court in 1993. Uh, you know, before that. She was a professor at Rutgers and Columbia. Then she went into sort of civil rights work with the American Civil Liberties Union. ACLU is, is more commonly known. Um, you know, she, she, she did that for a while. She basically made her bones there, got appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals by Jimmy Carter, and that put her on track for the Supreme Court. Uh, as you guys know, she was... One of the reliable liberal votes on the court, which is important because when it comes to the Cokes and some of the other interests on the right wings, a lot of times when they're like, all right, fuck it, we can't, we can't affect this shit legislatively, let's take it to court. Um, and they know which courts to take it to. They know where they can get reliably conservative decisions. Um, and so, as you guys know, we have a conservative president. It's his. It's within his power to appoint the next her, to appoint Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement. Um, as you guys already see, both sides have sort of taken up the mantle. Like this lady has barely she's not her body's not even cold yet, and we're basically already we've already started the fight about who's going to replace her. Um, it's important for several reasons. Um, 
obviously these are lifetime appointments. And so when a concert, when, when Donald Trump picks somebody who's 40, 44, you do the math. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died at 87. You know, y'all can easily figure this stuff out. So that's why this stuff is extremely important. This is the highest court in the land, the third branch of the government. Um, and so, yeah, this is big news. Big, big, big news. Yeah, and it was kind of the nightmare scenario that a bunch of, you know, liberals kind of feared. Um, you know, uh, Trump has already managed to put two people on the court. He put Gorsuch and most famously Kavanaugh, which, you know, was obviously very controversial. He's going to be able to, he, he now might be able to put on a third, which is just, you know, most presidents don't get to do that many, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that's the reason why a bunch of liberal activists back in 2015, 2014, were begging Ruth Bader Ginsburg to retire while Obama was still in office so that Obama could name a 44-year-old replacement for the next 30 years, right, rather than risk the potential of a Republican succeeding Obama and then she dying in office and and then, you know, having the Republican replace her because you lose a liberal on the Supreme Court. Um, she refused to do that, despite the fact that she'd already had cancer. Um, and it's, you know, it's just it goes to show that these political decisions matter in, in, in a certain way. So, like, I know that a lot of people are very scared right now. Um, it does seem like a genuinely terrifying prospect for a million reasons. Um, not to mention reprodu the, the threat to reproductive, reproductive rights, rights that this represents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some conservatives are going to bring some case to the Court of Appeals. It's going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they're going to decide on the constitutionality of Roe v. Wade, um, 100 percent. Um, and so the question is, what can be done? That's what everyone is asking. What can be done? In theory, the Republicans, if they stand together, they can get someone in. Full stop. And they can get someone in in a month. There is no law that says that they can't, you know. Um, also, Trump won't be out of office until January. Yeah, he can, they can do it in a lame duck. <laughs> so, they can do it so in a lame duck session. it doesn't matter. They have until January to get yeah. this done if they want to. The question is, do can Republicans hold together? I mean, some have indicated that they're not going to consider a nominee till after the election and blah, 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 which again is vague. Some, some have indicated that they're not going to consider a nominee till the next, you know, until after inauguration. But you don't know. I mean, Republicans tend, there's like always a group of Republicans on the fringes who tend to like dilly dally. And then they and at, typically at fall first, in line. They always do it at first yeah. to make it so they could get, you know, political New yeah. York Times, Washington Post, the mainstream yeah. corporate media. They love when the Republicans do that. Like, look, he's pushing back against his party. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, eventually yeah. they always end up caving. But at yeah. first they always do this. The Susan Collins types like I'm deeply disturbed. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they always always do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, like they, they voted for Kavanaugh. Like, I mean, Kavanaugh as controversially was as mobilized as people were to stop him. They ended up falling in line and voting for Kavanaugh. Even someone like Jeff Flake, right? Remember those like that famous moment where like, um, activists were confronting him and stuff. So yeah, I mean, the question is what can be done? It's what everyone has on their mind. What can be done? Obviously there's, you know, going to be a furious pressure campaign 
from activists on the Susan Collinses of the world, they need to feel the heat. They need to feel the heat that if they kind of go along with this, that they'll lose their seat. You know, again, that's a fear that they've had in the past, but it has never borne out. You know, she's always won re-election. But the, um, the, the other thing that Joe Biden could do if he were a serious opposition candidate, a serious sort of way to resist this move is to threaten to pack the courts, something called packing the courts. What does that mean? There is no law in the United States that says there needs to be nine Supreme Court justices. There's just simply no law that says that. Um, There could be three justices. There could be 12 justices. There could be 36 justices. There's no reason not to add justices. Right. You could just... If, if if you Biden can campaign um, and make it an issue that if Trump and the Republicans put someone on the court to replace Ginsburg in the next month or two, that he will, um, with a Senate majority, um, pack the courts, essentially nominate five justices and increase the size of the court, which would be like a hugely destabilizing thing. But it would be a credible threat to combat this. If not. If they don't have a credible threat, what is stopping Republicans from securing a conservative advantage on the court for the next 30 years? Because that's what they would have. So, um, yeah. And another thing we got to interject in here, because, you know, it's pretty easy to predict the future when things like this happen. You guys are going to hear the name Merrick Garland come up over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again in the next coming days and weeks because of course notoriously McConnell and the Senate blocked his nomination mind you this is the most tepid centrist justice that Barry could find he didn't go out and find a dyed in the wool liberal um, progressive judge he went and found the most milquetoast judge he could find And the Republicans, because they're Republicans, blocked him. And because, like, honestly, basically from the time that he was elected, they viewed Obama as an illegitimate president because he's black. Like, you know, like, it was, like, they could justify to their base, like, we don't have to follow norms for that dude. That's bullshit. He doesn't deserve to be president, right? And so, you know, Mitch McConnell came out. A bunch of them, McConnell, Bernie sent me the email, McConnell, uh, Rubio, Ted Cruz, all of them to a man said it's, you know, it goes against the constitutional norms and, and, and blah, 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 blah. The government, you should not be nominating a, uh, a somebody for the Supreme Court in an election year. You should let the people decide who that seat goes to, blah, 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 which... Let's be honest, the Dems in their never-ending bid to be the most hubristic entity in the history of fucking mankind were kind of like, whatever, we're going to smoke them in the general anyway. Barry has this this permanent majority. We're going to be president forever. Who gives a shit? Of course, that didn't happen. Hillary Clinton lost. If I get lost. (laughs) And Gorsuch, Gorsh or Gorsuch or whatever the hell his name is, and Kavanaugh got nominated, and now they're going to get a third. And so now you're hearing from the Democrats, hey, remember 2016 when you said you shouldn't be doing this? We have you guys on the record saying stuff. You guys are disagreeing with words that came out of your own mouth, Lindsey Graham. And... Like, I, I love the idea that the Republicans believe anything that ever comes out of their mouths. They don't believe any of this shit for real. Yeah. 
The Republican Party is ruthlessly concerned with power. It is the only thing that motivates them. They do not have an ideology outside of conserving their own power and serving the interests of their constituents, right? And by which I mean the, the, the capitalists own their party, okay? The Republicans do not give a shit about getting brownie points for consistency or civility or any of that shit. Many, many Republicans in Washington, many of like the sort of traditional, typical Republicans, career Republicans, find Trump distaste, distasteful, and they tell themselves that they can support Trump exactly because of moments like yep. this. You know, it's exactly for this exact moment that many, is, many, many sort of career— for the embarrassment. This is the payoff. For the embarrassment of having to genuflect in front of this disgusting man, it's like, well, at least we'll be we've been able to pack the courts with uh, conservative judges at every level, and we might get three young Federalist Society billionaire-approved judges on the Supreme Court, which would ensure our minoritarian agenda for decades. So. Come on, you're not going to get them on like, oh, caught you with your pants down. You're no. being a hypocrite. You're doing the old hypocrite thing. And sin. by the way, their constituents so. don't give a fuck about. Like, this is not like it's not like Mitch McConnell's voter base in Kentucky is going to be like, Mitch should keep his word oh, on this said, one. It, yeah, we said it in 2016. <laughs> well, you know, no like, shot. No. And that's why that's why the Dems, when they finally get power back, do need to get rid of the filibuster. You know what I mean? Do need to go about making D.C. a state. Do need to go about, like, that's what the Republicans, they would have did this 20 fucking years ago if the shoe was yeah. on the other foot. If Puerto Rico was full of Republic, reliable Republicans, uh, they would have been a state. All right? And the yeah. Republican convention, they'd be speaking Spanish at every single Republican national convention. Are you fucking sure. kidding me? They would have been yeah. done this. D.C. would have been a state if it was reliably Republican. They wouldn't. They, this wouldn't have even been a thought, like, at all. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, these are the things that you guys should be thinking about. Again, it's regrettable that this woman who's led a, you know, a quite remarkable life, <laughs> impactful life. There's no two ways about it, right? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not doing the pom-pom waving of everybody else, but that doesn't mean that we can't recognize the contributions to society this woman has made. Like, that, like this is, an, a, you know, a very important American passed away yesterday. And, you know, that deserves to be observed, respected, and honored for sure. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Life goes on, as they say, you know, and, and, and yeah. the fight continues. Um, and again, 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 you know, Barry could have brought some pressure here. Uh, the left could have brought some pressure. I think for sure, again, for sure, when it comes to maintaining power, Republicans, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter um, how distasteful it might seem, like, all of that stuff. It's like, no, this is going to retain power for us. Yeah, we need to do this. She would have been out of here if yeah. it was the Republicans. They would have been like, yo, listen. Oh, yeah. You had a great They would have given her a phone call, and she would have played ball. 100%. Like, they would have they figured out what she going to do afterwards, financially been taken care of. That whole shit would have got taken care of. It's like, nah, Ruth, man, we can't yeah. count on your health to, like, we can't do it. We have it now. We need to maintain it right now. And she would have been out of there.
Um, and that's not, yeah. you know, whatever. That's not a knock at Ruth Bader Ginsburg or whatever, but that's just basically the culture of the party. And so, you know, whatever. We just want you guys to think about that. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks to the YouTube audience. Um, thank you, Nando, for taking time out of the busy schedule. I know how much shit you're doing today. So thank <laughs> you. Um, and Rob, of course, you two on the ones and threes. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, Thursday. Uh, Fernando Vila, I'm Big Waz, and for Big, um, for my man Rob, Rob Lopez as well. We out of here. Later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.